What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. We have an awesome show for you yet again this week, a really long show for you this week. We are previewing the PLL Championship game that is at noon on Sunday, and we have our first ever giveaway to go along with it, so make sure you go enter that to win a championship sweatshirt and some tomahawk sunglasses. Um, Sarah and I both went to NFL Week 1 games last week, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and lots of celebrity drama this week. So make sure you stay tuned at the end for a lot of chaos and let's have a great show. Let's go. Y'all know what it is. (laughs) It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra, I see you ladies. Ha. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitating. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays in Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, who is actually in my house right now, and you would never know it, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, how is my living room? It's awesome. It's great in here. Great atmosphere. Things are going great. (laughs) Immaculate vibes in the Middleton household. Love to hear it. Um, How was your week, Sarah? My week? Pretty good. Pretty uneventful. It's another one of those weeks where I don't really remember what's happened so far. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Well, no, you have to remember what happened so far. You have, like, all the cool things going on all the time, right? I feel like I have a lot of exciting stuff, like, coming up. But, like, Mm. to this point, nothing is really – I've just been writing Mm. being miserable. (laughs) Writing and being miserable. I've been moving and being miserable. Does that that count? (laughs) that see that's even worse at least I'm not moving yeah well I mean you might be soon which is good um thank god (laughs) are you taking Freddie with you or is he staying with your parents no Freddie's staying sadly I wish boo oh so Sarah met Jackson um he hated her for like five minutes and now I feel like you guys are pals so it's fine I say he warmed up to me it all worked Mm -hmm. out very quickly we have a very exciting (laughs) photo to post that you guys will see before this episode comes out that we will talk about later um we are we're going to do seltzer rankings because we had someone who was supposed to drizzly us some seltzers but that might be like a next week thing so i feel like our standings are still the same because this week we are just drinking something we've already had i am yeah these trulies that we are finishing off right now. Sarah's had a peach one. I've had the strawberry one. So nothing exciting here. My top three are still the hoot, strawberry, kiwi, pineapple, high noon, and the watermelon, white club. Sarah, has anything changed for you since last week? Nope. Still just number one's a, what should I call it? Orange chai, lover boy, mm-hmm. two, watermelon, white claw. I appreciate the shout out this weekend with the watermelon, white claw that warmed my heart. And wow. then three still the blue raspberry, but light mm. seltzer. So nothing new here. Well, there you go. For once, there is nothing new for us. Um, <laughs> I guess we can go ahead and get into our PLL stuff. We have some, obviously it's a huge week for PLL. We have yes. some pretty exciting stuff. Um, Paul Rabel announced his retirement yesterday. Sarah, how do you feel about that? 
You know, I thought it was kind of a surprise. Obviously, he is 35, you know, in lacrosse years. That's kind of kind of on the older side. But he had one of his best seasons this year. Um, you know, last year wasn't his best in the bubble. But he had a big redemption season in 2021 with the Cannons. I think I have it written down somewhere here. He had, what was it? It was like pretty impressive yeah 18 goals and six assists at age 35 so <laughs> I don't know I'm sad because he's like the face of lacrosse and he still is the face of lacrosse but it's going to be weird seeing him not competing playing but obviously he's still going to be super involved you know still growing the sport I saw a lot of people describe it kind of as like he's leaving the sport better than he like first came to it in like 2005 whenever it was like way way long time ago now but no I'm excited to see what he does in retirement and how he's going to grow PLL because everything's still just getting started so I'm excited for that and I'm happy for him congrats to him go Paul Rabel (laughs) yeah for sure like before I before we became you know friends and stuff like that he was the only lacrosse player that I could probably name and I think by default was probably my favorite format Rambo speaking of he so I put up a poll on our Instagram today and I didn't see this until Sarah got here and told me but I put up a poll and I was like okay who's gonna win this weekend like chaos or whips and uh, he fucking voted in our poll for the whips like as if he would vote for anyone else I just kind of love that he like interacts with our page and our stuff still like we're actually like besties with very hot take by him so shocked that he would go with the whips hot take alert yeah such a hot take but I'm glad that like we are actually besties with him because that's fucking (laughs) hilarious um and we should definitely have him back on again sometime probably next season um but Sarah can you preview the matchup for us a little bit this weekend what are you expecting yeah so this is actually for those who don't know it's going to be a rematch of last year's championship game it's going to be whip snakes chaos whereas last year it was a bit different with the seeding last year last year whip snakes were the number one seed i want to say chaos was number seven they're at the bottom this year they whip snakes were i think the fifth seed actually and then chaos was six so not seven but pretty close but again you just kind of look at these two different teams chaos is a i don't know how to describe chaos because They like came into the season and I feel like everyone was very shocked with how their 2020 season ended because they went in, I think they lost zero, the first four games of the season, 2020. And then they just went on a hot streak. You know, they have Blaze Ruta and goal, who's an MVP caliber player. And of course it's not like a big hot take to be like, oh, your goaltenders, the big difference maker, but for their team, he's like kind of like the heart and soul of that team. Um, Last I was against the Atlas when they won in the semifinals two weeks ago. I have it written down here. He had an incredible game. It let's see. Yeah. Defender of the week at 68% save percentage with 17 saves and only nine goals on him on a very young and lively Atlas offense. And on top of that, I saw today, he actually had two assists in that game as well. And he's the first goalie since 2013 to have two assists in a game. And, you know, he's an MVP candidate for a reason. So I think he's a big part of that chaos team and how they got to this point again in the season. On top of that, you know, you have Dane Smith, you have Josh Byrne, who 
Josh Byrne, I, a couple weeks ago, I was on Ride the Line for the PLL and I wanted to pick as my like pick for the chaos that Josh Byrne would hit over two and a half goals during the game against the Atlas. But I was told by someone not to do that. And I wish I did not listen to that person because he ended up having four goals. So Josh Byrne in the playoffs, no one doubt him. You know, you have Jack Rellett on defense. He's an all-star defenseman. I think between just the team they have put together and the fact that they are ranked three, only 3.2% of fans selected them to win and go all the way and whatever this season, like the cannons were ranked above them and they were the lowest seed. I think that's been kind of a big motivating factor for them. You know, they have the underdog, underdog story going for them. On top of the fact, I don't know if you've ever seen Andy Towers. He's their head coach. The PL posts a lot of his like locker room speeches. He goes insane. Friday Beers actually posted one of them a few weeks ago. He goes nuts. They're so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. Do you so, have a score prediction for this weekend? Score prediction. It's tough. Because I don't see whip snakes. I feel like you can't bet against the whip snakes, especially when they're going for the three P, but also blaze reader and goal makes it tough. So Matt Rambo, we love you forever. Yes. Go whips. <laughs> I'm going to go 14, 12 whips. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. And who is your MVP, Sarah? My MVP. I'm going to go Zed Williams. Okay. I like it. I like the take and see, we're not even, we're not even being biased here. We are, we are <laughs> non-biased journalists on SNS. Here we fucking go. Okay. All right. So um, that is our PLL preview. If you are listening to this on Saturday, I think Sarah and I are going to do some sort of Instagram live, live tweeting situation. We're going to watch the game together um, before she goes to a concert. Sarah, who are you seeing on Sunday? Um, Quinn 92 and Chelsea Cutler. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I saw that they were in Cleveland last night. That's a really, really fun time. I am yeah, I'm jealous. Super excited. Are you going with your sisters? No, I'm going with a few of my friends. Nice. You have friends. Yeah, I actually do have friends other than you. Believe I was going to say, other than <laughs> me, I'm offended. Also, I keep looking at my nails. Someone tweeted me today and said they look like sunflower seeds. And I can't stop staring at them and thinking about sunflower seeds now. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. Whoever you were, you fucking asshole. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of like, oh, what the hell just happened? Oh my God, my computer, <laughs> my computer screen cover just came off like behind my computer and oh it scared God. the shit out of me. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm going to open another seltzer. We have, uh, while we do that, Sarah, we have our first ever giveaway. Yes. Do you want to tell the people about it? Yes, I would love to. Okay, so in honor of the PLL championship game this Sunday, we have a contest going on this week. So we're going to post this clip on our socials tomorrow probably and we want you to comment what team you think is going to win and who the game mvp will be as well as a score prediction just in need of a tiebreaker so you'll have until face off sunday at noon eastern time to comment your guesses on either twitter or instagram can't be both you have to pick one or the other and then the winner will receive a championship champion crew neck sweatshirt on behalf of the pll 
So be sure to enter and tune into the game Sunday on NBC or Peacock at noon Eastern time. We also are going to be giving away two pairs of Tomahawk Shades, which is owned by Chris Hogan and Kyle Harrison to the second place winner. So if you don't win, um, we will pick a second place winner or someone at random. Um, They are gender neutral sunglasses. So you guys, same way to enter, we will pick someone else. You can also visit tomahawkshades.com and use promo code SNS for 30% off. We don't get any bounce back from this. It's just for you guys. Um, We are going to post a pretty exciting picture working with them. (laughs) So um, stay tuned for that. We're really excited for our first giveaway. Thank you to the PLL for that. And Tomahawk Shades for sending some stuff over. We really appreciate you guys. And we are looking forward to working with you guys in the future. Um, I guess we can get into a little bit of college football week, week three, I guess, week two, whatever Mm -hmm. recap. Um, Sarah, did you watch any college football at all? Nope. Good for you. (laughs) Go off queen. No college football for Sarah. No baseball for Sarah. Sarah's on fucking strike and I kind of am here for it. Um, so I will recap college football because I did all of the college football while I was in Texas I literally sat at this bar (laughs) called Piggies and drank my liver into fucking oblivion and yelled at college football with my friend Evan (laughs) so um college game day this week was 10 Iowa at 9 Iowa State and Iowa with the upset 27-17 college game day was lit as fuck Sarah there was Ashton Kutcher on college game day this week yeah, he was on College Game Day this week. He's like a diehard Iowa Hawkeyes fan. Maybe I will start watching college football, but I love Ashton Kutcher. Okay, apparently he like doesn't shower. Have you heard this? Yeah, I him and Mila Kunis don't shower. Yes, I've heard this. I still okay. love them. I just would never go near them. <laughs> what is, what's the, I don't understand. Do you know anything about this? Because I really, I don't understand. I think it was something like, I could be mixing them up with Jake Gyllenhaal because I know he's also a non-shower person. I don't know if it's something about like natural oils or whatnot. Either way, don't come near them. They probably stink. But there were all know. of these, there were all of these signs like Ashton Kutcher doesn't shower and like all of this <laughs> stuff in the crowd, but like watching him and Lee Corso troll each other was fucking hilarious like so each like though like the whole panel will go through and like pick like their whoever is gonna win in each matchup and every time like Ashton Kutcher made a pick and like explained his pick which like he he knows college football like he he's yeah. like a legitimate fan and he would like explain his pick and Lee Corso would just be like good pick good pick love it good pick and so um after Ashton Kutcher picked Iowa for the upset um Lee Corso also picked them for the upset and he was just like good pick good pick because he like puts on like the like mascot's head every week and it was just really funny I I I really hope that this isn't the case but this is just my thought process do you know who Lee Corso is Sarah nope okay I will show you him later he's like iconic but every week he like kind of he yeah anyways I think that they're kind of setting up this season of college game day to be his last season. And I will be so upset about it if that's actually true, but that's how I feel. Um, I, I think that Iowa state was kind of overranked at nine and there were teams more deserving to be at that spot. So I'm not really upset by the upset. I don't think I was that great either. Um, but Brock pretty had three interceptions and the final score was a lot prettier than the game was. So um, I, yeah, I just, I, 
Iowa teams. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. It wasn't, it was an exciting game. I, I get why it was college game day. And I understand why these teams are ranked and whatnot. I just think they're both overrated. Um, the Oregon Ohio state game was probably my favorite game of the entire week. Oregon was ranked 12 and Ohio state was ranked three and it was at Ohio state and Oregon upset them 35 to 28. I always love an upset. Always, always, always love an upset. Always cheering for an underdog. As long as it's not one of my teams, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, but especially against Ohio state, I am always, always cheering for that upset. Um, I think Oregon's also just such a likable team. Like they're so easy to cheer for. I love their colors. And I love that they have so many uniform combinations and so much swag. It's like, honestly, like a really thing, like easy thing to watch whenever they're on TV. Um, Is Oregon I, the one green and yellow? Yeah, they're the Ducks. Okay. Okay. I like them just because I like Haley Cruz. She played softball for them. So. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Um, I just, I love that Ohio State lost at home. Anytime in any sport that they lose, especially at home, so much fun. I mean, I think the running back CJ Burdell is a man to maybe watch this season. I know he struggled with injury before, but he had 161 yards and three touchdowns, two rushing and one receiving. And I think that that's super impressive. I think that he, not that I think that, I mean, maybe he could be a Heisman candidate, but like those are Heisman candidate numbers. And the fact that they jumped so much this week in the AP poll and they beat the fuck out of a third ranked team. Like that's just so impressive to me. Um, they, Ohio state has Tulsa coming up, so they'll probably wipe the floor with them. And Oregon has Stony Brook. So I don't really see either of them really moving around that much in next week's AP poll. I mean, they both have really easy games this week. Stony Brook sucks. You need to beat them last week. So, you know, I'm not really worried about it. Um, Texas A&M was ranked five and they were at Colorado and they only won 10 to seven. Um, I know that their quarterback Haynes, like it was escorted off the field early. Jimbo Fisher said that he will miss some time with a crack in his leg, which I don't, what does that even mean? A crack in his leg? A crack in his leg. What does that mean? I don't know. Is that like a break? Is it different than a break? Can someone? I'm like that than... sounds worse than a break. That sounds. I know. Scary. Can someone explain this for me? I don't that understand. Scary. <laughs> Do we have any smart doctor listeners? Because if so, hit us up and please mansplain, woman's explain this to us. <laughs> um, um, even so, I'm not sure that like a team that was ranked at five should be winning by a field goal to an unranked team. Um, that just isn't impressive to me. They play New Mexico coming this week. So they should, I mean, I'm sure they'll be fine, but their strength of schedule is pretty tough coming up. It's always tough playing in the SEC. So I'm not really sure if they can hold on to their AP poll rankings for the remainder of the season, especially if their quarterback's going to be out for a hot minute. So we'll see how that goes. Um, next, I have the Texas-Arkansas game. Like I said, I was in Texas this week. What a strange place also. Texas is fucking weird. <laughs> like yeah yeah texas is weird because it's like just such a mix of culture especially because like there's people in austin or in houston who have very polar opposite political views to like old oil and gas people and there's also like a huge asian community and a huge latin community and it's just like a clusterfuck of people i did not and know that yeah it's just really strange but i i mean it was fun i had a good time i had good food i had a lot of alcohol so i mean whatever i went to a couple strip clubs it was great <laughs> i went to drake's favorite strip club two nights in a row sarah drake's <laughs> drake's favorite strip club two nights is he in, in texas row. a lot yeah he's like in houston all the time oh i didn't know that he like raps about the strip club that I was at. And funny enough, <laughs> I didn't plan to run into Jag's Twitter the second night I was there. I just happened to go and they were in the same spot that we were at the night before. So um, I guess we're pieces of shit, whatever. What else is new? 
Anyways, um, all I have to say about this game is what the fuck that Texas wants to be in the SEC and can't beat the second worst team in the SEC. I just hate that they want to be us so bad. Like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, even if you guys, you're first of all, it's the Southeastern Conference. You guys are not in the East, okay? Just like, ugh, I hope this hurts their chances of getting in. Like, just stay in your lane. Um, and the memes from this have been amazing. I saw, I think my favorite one that I saw was there was this kid in a Texas polo and like a giant cowboy hat. And he's mm -hmm. just like got this like dumb drunk look on his face and he's just staring in a space. And it's like when the crowd is chanting SEC and you're trying to figure out what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that is just about Texas right there. Um, I like tweeted the SpongeBob meme that was like, when Spongebob is like Texas and he's like Patrick what I am I and he's like uh stupid and he's like no I'm Texas and Patrick's like what's the difference because <laughs> that's all I can think about the I think I saw I that there. tweet and I think I liked it just because I thought it was a regular Spongebob reference I didn't know that there's like significance behind it. nope it was just because I was in Texas and that's all I could think about when I was talking to people <laughs> cowboy hats with like this like twang and I'm like thought I left the south for a reason what the hell is going on <laughs> um but anyways the new AP poll came out and I took a look over I only have a couple notes about it um Oregon obviously like I said with the huge jump from 12 to 4 I think that they earned that when you upset the number three um I think that you deserve to jump up the way that they did especially when a lot of your team is injured um, like I said, my only concern there is injury and is it sustainable long-term for them to sit there? Um, also a huge jump for Iowa. Like I said, I'm not, I'm impressed with their win, but I'm not really sure if I'm impressed enough for them to go from a 10 to a five ahead of a few other teams that I think that should be above them. I just, mm -hmm. Iowa at a five just doesn't sound right to me. Um, so that's how I feel about that. I just don't see their, their ranking staying this high that long. Arkansas is also ranked now after beating Texas. And I'm like, for what? They weren't even ranked. I just don't see this staying that way. Um, I don't think that they have the talent and their SEC strength of schedule is just going to be too tough. Like this is not going to stay this way. Sorry, Arkansas. That's how I feel. Um, and Miami <laughs> shouldn't be ranked in the AB poll at all, in my opinion. I think they should have kept them out. Might've been the kick in the ass they needed. Um, I just don't see that they have any, any hope with the remainder of their season. Um, and my games to watch this weekend. First of all, I have Alabama at Florida. I don't see Alabama losing this game. Well, I should correct that. I don't see Alabama losing a game this season, but if they are mm -hmm. going to, I think that this could be it. Florida looks good. It's in the swamp, which is probably the second craziest SEC stadium I have been to outside of LSU. Um, Death Valley is like nothing I have ever experienced. <laughs> It's wow. Shout out Dylan. Hello. I would say Dylan was sending me videos of pictures. I was like, what is this place? Yes. <laughs> Shout out Dilly. I got a hilarious message from him this weekend about him texting you when you were hammered on Twitter and being like, make sure you get a water bestie. <laughs> I was messaging. Okay. So I also sun Sunday night at from like 1am to 6am I was messaging uh -huh. Dylan on Twitter because I had my head in a toilet so fucking <laughs> like the hangover hit me that night and I 
I'm not, I'll spare everyone the details, but I was miserable. But anyways, okay. shout out. That makes me feel better because Saturday I, I had just, this is like sidetrack here. I met my <laughs> friend's boyfriend for the first time. First of all, I was staying at his apartment. This is my first time meeting him. They've been dating for like over two years. Somehow this was my first time meeting him. I woke up at 7 a.m. and was in his bathroom from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. puking. <laughs> and um, then eventually I was just like, um, you guys probably like need your bathroom. So I'm just going to head out. <laughs> nice mm, meeting you. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, sushi is not better the second time around. I couldn't imagine it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I see we both had tough weekends in the toilet. Um, <laughs> Head in the toilet. And, and here we are <laughs> running it back. Thank you for having a podcast about alcohol. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the only thing that I see like in potential favor of this upset not happening if it were going to is the fact that it is a day game. If it were a night game, I would feel very strongly that this would be the only game Alabama could lose this year. But like I said, I don't think they're going to lose this game. I don't think that they're going to lose a game at all this season. And the only mm-hmm. other chance obviously is always always the Iron Bowl rivalry games. There's always an option, especially because the Iron Bowl this year is in Auburn. Um, But I think that this is the toughest game that they'll have all year. uh, Alabama's a wagon, but Florida looks really good to me as well. Um, Auburn at Penn State. Holy fuck. I am so, so nervous for this game. I really think that we are going to get our asses handed to us and we're going to be extremely exposed after this game um kirk herb street said that penn state is the craziest place to play as an away team and i believe anything that man says so honestly i'm going to be sweating bullets screaming at my tv on saturday afternoon i can tell you all that for free um auburn's just gonna have to be on their a game this weekend even if they want to stay in this game i'm i'm just really concerned about it especially especially at at penn state um i also hate that it's a night game i think night games are just so much harder for the away opponent um Mom, come pick me up. I'm already not having a good time. <laughs> Arizona at BYU. I really don't give a shit about this game. People are going to hate that. I just, I don't care. Um, even though it's a 19 out of 23, I just, I, I think both of these teams are overrated and I'll most likely be watching any other game that's going to be a potential upset at this time slot. Um, Sarah, before we get into NFL, do you have any comments on college football? Because I've been talking for 10 minutes and I'm probably about to talk for 10 more minutes. I say, nope, zero comment on college football. (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you watch Thursday night football last week? I did watch Thursday night football. Yes. Okay, perfect. What were your thoughts? I mean, to be honest, I was watching it mainly for Tom Brady. Okay. Okay. If you're watching just for that reason, it was a great game. I thought it was super entertaining. I had a great time watching it. <laughs> I had a gratin when I was chick crit um, <laughs> I watched this game at the casino. Shout out to the Brook for hooking me up with a recliner last week. Um, my favorite place to watch games. If you ever are there, hit me up. I'm there all the time. Um, I want to brag about myself for a second because a lot of people gave me shit last week for saying that I should, that you should bench Zeke in fantasy football because he obviously was so many people's first round pick at running back. And he, I think had maybe four fantasy football points. So everyone can suck my dick. My bold prediction worked out. I said what I said. Um, Per usual, it was just the Cowboys shooting themselves in the foot, in my opinion. Greg Zerline, 
I don't know what the fuck happened there because usually he's a pretty decent kicker, but that's really what fucked them over and lost that game for them. Tom Brady, I mean, it's not over until Tom Brady says it's over. Goat's going to go. Oh, my favorite thing about this, and this might be, I don't think that this is a bold take, but I think that this wide receiver matchup was probably the best two wide receiving cores in football against each other. That was so much fun to watch. Amari, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are my, my favorite receivers in the NFL right now. I love them, but Mike Evans can suck my dick. Him and Aaron Rodgers are the same. Like them together are the reason that I lost in <laughs> fantasy last week. I'll get into Aaron Rodgers later. He's um, part of my Thrive matchup this week. I would say actually Mike Evans is in my Thrive matchup this week. So. Ooh, okay, okay. I had, um, I also, <laughs> do you ever have a tweet that you think is gonna like go viral or like do really well and it just doesn't all the time yes oh my god it's always the ones that I think are gonna do well that don't and the ones that I'm just like it's like stupid shit that does well and Mm -hmm. I'm like for what but my Jerry Jones looks like grumpy cat tweet deserved a lot more love so if you follow (laughs) me on Twitter and you didn't like that tweet go like it now or we're not friends anymore (laughs) I liked it Wow, we are friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to Pat's Dolphins. Sarah, you were at the game. Did you have fun? Yeah, that was my first NFL game, which is weird since I live 10 minutes from Gillette. <laughs> that was your first NFL game? Yeah, that was my first game. Okay, what did you think? Also, we are going to Pat's Jags January 2nd, so. Yeah, I actually had a very fun time, so I definitely do want to go back, but... Actually, I didn't even get into the stadium until the second quarter because there's, I don't know if you saw it. I think they talked about it actually on 98.5. I saw it on Twitter. I don't really listen to 98.5, but. Um, Hire a woman, please. <laughs> but I guess there is a big, because we waited in line to get in there probably about an hour. Like it was a while because they were having trouble with the mobile tickets. So I didn't even get into the middle of the second quarter. So I missed all the big like pregame stuff. <laughs> But other than that, I had a great time. You know, the game, I didn't think the game was that bad. You know, I thought it was exciting to see Mac Jones NFL debut. I thought, like, he won freaking rookie of the week. So, obviously, mm-hmm. it didn't go too bad. Um, it was a tough week for my uh, fantasy pick there, Damian Harris. Yeah. But other than that, it's still, he rushed 23 times for 100 yards. I, it's just kind of unfortunate that that fumble defined his day. And the Patriots did have four fumbles on the day, losing two of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Mac Jones looked good. He was 29-39 for 281 yards and a touchdown. And I thought maybe this is just me being a homer, you know, biased, whatever. I thought he looked better than Tua. So. <laughs> I have a few comments. First of all, I am so proud of this football analysis from Sarah. I feel like <laughs> a proud mom right now. It's the best right? day of my life. Um, second of all, I do think you are right that Mac Jones did look better than Tua. Um, and a, a loss by one is always a tough loss, especially a divisional loss. That is just so rough, especially because I think that this division is going to be really tight, especially after this Bills loss this last weekend. Um, yeah. While Mac Jones won rookie of the week, I do think, and I've been saying this for a long time, that Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback out of this class eventually. I know a lot of people are high on Mac Jones right now. I know a lot of people think that Trevor Lawrence is like the second coming of Jesus or whatever, but I will stand by this and probably come back to this audio at some point in 10 years and be like, I told you guys that Justin Fields was going to be the best quarterback. And also I want, you know what? Felger goes after people all the time. And I realize that it is not Felger station and all that kind of stuff, but he is inspired me to go 
after 98.5 right now. If after, I mean, and I know that there are probably a lot of people listening to this podcast or following me or following this podcast because of my journey with the Greg Hill show. I think if 98.5 was smart and it's not like they need the ratings, it's not like they need the help. I think that they are crushing it right now. But I think that if they really, really, really were smart, they would have taken and not, not even me, keep me out of this. Any woman who had a good performance in Greg Hill's auditions, I think that it would have been smart for them to hire one of them and to have one woman on the air on their on their payroll. Like, please just hire a woman. Like you guys, just someone, someone. Name a woman. I, for one dollar, name a woman. For one dollar, name a woman. But it's like they don't have a single woman on the air at their station. And yeah, they're crushing it in views and numbers and whatever. But like for the yeah. love of God, if you guys would put a woman on the radio, your ratings would skyrocket. Or if, could you imagine if you had a female show? I mean, and it's not just because we're a female sports show, but it's true. Think about how fast. I mean, think about in the last few weeks, I've seen three other girls in the local sports media start their own podcast. I mean, I'm not saying it's because we did or after we did or whatever. It's because yeah. there's, there's people want to see this. We talked about it last week. It's like, would you rather watch hot guys or hot guys, not even hot guys. There are no hot guys in Boston sports media, in my humble opinion, maybe one or two. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay, I agree. I'm sorry if you are a guy listening to this in Boston sports media and you are my friend. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to think you're attractive, even if I did. Anyways, um, but like, would you rather listen to hot girls talk about sports or watch hot girls talk about sports or listen to the same vanilla white bread cookie cutter bullshit we've been getting for 500 years. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. On to the Jaguars Texans game that I was <laughs> fucking miserable and screaming at. Um, I got in, I, I will say I did have Texans fans cheering me on at one point because I got I literally, so there was this couple in front of us. Okay. Whoa, my hair looks like George Washington right now. I, <laughs> Just that little roll. Um, but there was a couple in front of us and they had matching Deshaun Watson jerseys on. Ugh. And I was obviously not sober after uh, about the second or third quarter. And I started screaming at this woman. And I was like, imagine being a woman and actively waking up and choosing to wear a Deshaun Watson jersey today out of everything in your closet. And everyone around me was just like, yeah, you go, girl. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. I've been screaming and Let miserable here. Yes. I, and everyone was like, yeah. And I just like kept trolling this girl our entire walk out of the stadium. But you know, it just, I said what I said and I meant it, but there was a sign that someone like flipped over, like in like the second or third quarter too. And it was like, don't need Bashan. And I was like, I love that for you guys. That's phenomenal. <laughs> um, but I don't even know where to begin with this. We made Tyrod Taylor look like a goddamn MVP. Anyways, I think that there were a few key issues in this game for us. I mean, obviously, other than the fact that like we have Urban Meyer and all of the reports that have come out that like everyone hates him and stuff, which you know what, I hope they're not true because I want our team to be better. But honestly, I kind of hope they are true because I hate him and I want him out of here as fast as possible. I get a lot of heat on Twitter from Jaguars fans for not supporting him or blindly supporting this franchise or whatever. I have a really toxic relationship with the Jaguars and I have for a long time. And if I'm going to be the only person to call them out on their bullshit, that's fucking fine with me. I, I said this when we first hired this man, what kind of message did this send to the women of Jacksonville, to the team and their girlfriends and daughters and wives and whatever? Like it just, 
and then with the whole Chris Doyle situation, I like, I just, I can't with this hire still, even now. And I think that it's not going to pay off well because oftentimes college coaches don't translate well to the NFL. And as much as I want to see us succeed and want us to succeed, I hope that it's not with him. Um, I don't know why we didn't utilize James Robinson more in this game. And he, Carlos Hyde shouldn't have had the ball that much. It's just, it's fucking unreal. And I was watching Urban Meyer's press conference today and he was like yeah we probably we need to utilize james robinson more no fucking shit hello like <laughs> trevor had three interceptions keep the ball on the fucking ground and put the ball in the hands of our best fucking running back like if i can figure that out why the fuck can't you i was literally screaming that in like the second quarter like come on oh and like we had five dropped pass <laughs> we had like five <laughs> drop you should have seen me at this game sarah i know you probably saw the I video of me. i saw you probably saw the video of me when I'm in the crowd and I'm like, I hate it here. Yeah, I did see that video. Yeah. So many people slid up on that. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe that you're at this game. Um, and apparently a bunch of my friends saw me that, and I was just like hammered eating like French fries out of like a basket. And I just, I don't know how I didn't wind up as like that sad fan on the Jumbotron. But, like we had five dropped passes from veteran receivers and that's not okay. Three picks, fine, from a rookie. I saw that Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning both threw three three picks and lost in their debuts as well, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, we just looked undisciplined as fuck. Like, all the penalties, like, lining up wrong, 12 men in the huddle, like, just so fucking undisciplined. It's unreal. And there's no reason under any circumstances that James O'Shaughnessy should have had that many targets, even though he helped a lot. It's just, like, we have such better talent than him. Like, if he was the answer to this offensive problem, he's been on the team long enough for them to have utilized him sooner. Um, and I just, I, I was just, I was very frustrated at this game. I was very frustrated, but we both went to NFL week ones and I had fun. Sarah, I assume you would go, you would go back to another NFL game. I absolutely would. I had a great time. Even if they didn't win, I had a great time. Did you tailgate? Yes, I did. Ooh, did you have any Celsius? Did I? No, I just had beer. Ooh, what'd you do? And I had McGillicuddy nips, actually. <laughs> Ooh, which one? Did you have the root beer or the, like, mint ones? The mint ones. I like those, but the root beer ones are so much better. See, I think I've only ever had, you know, the only time I had the freaking root beer ones that I've scarred from them, the Patriots parade, like the Super Bowl parade, the last one that there was, I had a whole pack to myself. You had I a whole blast- sleeve? Yes, I blacked out so hard and I got so sick. I have never touched another one again for that reason. Okay, so I have a similar story to me and the root beer McGillicuddy's, except it was Halloween my junior year of college Mm -hmm. and me and my friend split an entire fifth and I was doodle bob for Halloween. And I have a video <laughs> of me dressed as doodle blob, doodle, I was a doodle blob, but doodle bob, doodle bob. rolling down her fucking hallway like a fucking centipede in a doodle bob <laughs> costume, hammered <laughs> off of root beer McGillicuddy's. I will have to find that video and put it on the Instagram because yes. it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, so yeah, we both had similar experiences. Maybe we'll have to drink that next week. couple more games to recap in the nfl saints packers 
I don't know what the fuck Jameis Winston is on or how he is doing this. I, I hate that man. And a lot of people are like, oh, all he did was steal crab legs. No, do your research. Do your fucking research. Make your own decisions. Don't believe that because that's just not true. Um, and I don't know how he looked better than Aaron Rodgers, but he did. And he had fucking five touchdowns. It was insane. Um, also, I got flamed by Jags Twitter for making a joke about attendance, like as if these people don't remember when local TV blacked out Jaguars games, because this game was played in Jacksonville, like blacked out local fucking games because we couldn't sell enough tickets for people to show up like fuck you guys people were like telling me to go kill myself, and that I was like Wait, a dumb what? bitch. I missed all this. Oh my God. Yeah. People were like, you're a dumb bitch. You don't know what you're talking about. How are you like even blah, 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 kill yourself. I'm like, you people need to fucking chill out. Okay. Like Sarah, it was fucking horrible. How did I miss this? Oh my God. I was like, it's a fucking joke. Chill out. Um, but anyways, I don't know if it was Aaron Rodgers, like not caring about this game or just having a bad day at work, but people need to chill out. He's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Like, yeah, I put up three points one time. Yeah, Sarah's getting after it. <laughs> <So crazy. laughs> and then something about this house just makes people drink. I don't know. And um, eventually Jordan Love got put in the game. I think Aaron Rodgers will be fine. He'll make a comeback. It'll be fine. Um, Steelers, Bills at least in the Patriots loss, the Bills lost two. That's kind of huge because they're yeah. probably, I mean, and I think that they're still my favorite to win the division right now. I mean, do you- I would say to win the division. Yeah. I would still go Bills. Yeah. I think that that's, that's part of my notes for this. It's just like, I don't know what happened in this game. Just like a massive fumbled bag for them. Josh. I mean, like the Josh Allen is overrated crowd has like crawled out of the woodworks and has been <laughs> very fucking loud this week. Like chill out. People should stop panicking. I still don't think at the end of the day that the bills are the overall worst team in this matchup. I think that the Steelers just no. got lucky. They played really well, whatever. I, I don't think bills fans have anything to be worried about. Um, probably my favorite game of the week was the Browns chiefs game. This game was fucking nuts. I don't know if you've seen any of these highlights, but like Baker had like kind of a meltdown and was like laying face down in the ground, like pounding his fists. And it was no, so, I did not see this. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with him. Like I have his Jersey somewhere over here. Like he's so cute. Uh-huh. I love like his attitude when he grabbed his balls against like in that game and like shoved the OU flag in the like turf. I was like, <laughs> okay, I saw that. Yes. I know. Oh. that. <laughs> Daddy. Anyways, I know he's married. I'm sorry to your wife. I'm really sorry. He's just really attractive. But anyways, that gave me the ick. And I was just like, oh, I don't like this. But Patrick Mahomes threw a touchdown to Tyreek Hill that was fucking unbelievable. I've never, ever, ever, I, like, there's nothing like him and his ability to throw on the run. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think the NFL ever has. And I don't want to say that they never will, but like, it's just, it's unreal. And I don't think Browns fans or the Browns should be disappointed in this turnout. They played so well against the best, debatably second best team in football. And honestly, they probably should have won if this like, fuck it, Tyreek is out there somewhere mentality yeah. from Patrick Mahomes. He can just throw the ball so far and just be like, yeah, he's out there somewhere. He'll get it. And it, it, it the game's just, it's, it's similar to Tom Brady. Like the game's just never, ever, ever over until Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill say the game is over. Um, It just, it was such a crazy game. And then- the last game of the week, Sarah, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights from the Ravens Raiders game. That was Monday, wasn't it? Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. I did see some of the highlights actually. I did. It was 
pretty fucking crazy. Um, I wa- I was on my flight for most of the game coming back from Texas. Um, but I walked in for the last few minutes and that's honestly all that mattered in this game was like the last like 20 minutes and like overtime. I've mm-hmm. never seen a team lose twice in one game until the Ravens did. <laughs> um, and honestly, Daniel Carlson is the go. We were standing in my living room and I told my roommate when we walked in as Daniel Carlson was lining up for like the game time field goal. I was like, he is the number one SEC scorer of all time. And he has hit field goals that people have doubted before. Um, and this one was long as fuck. And I was like, Daniel Carlson's going to bank this. And he banked it. And they fucking, it was an unreal game. Like, it was so fun to watch. Even like that last few minutes that I got to see. Um, and yeah, I, I had a good, I had a good week of football. Sarah, any, any comments before we get into our Thrive Picks? My only comment is NFL games are fun. However, I said this to multiple people. This is nothing like football analysis. I still think NHL games are more fun. Okay. <laughs> that's that's my lasting comment. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyways, we will move into our Thrive Fantasy picks for the week. This segment is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool and use promo code SNS when you sign up today and you will receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Um, Last week, I had a couple picks. I picked Calvin Ridley. I think he had 13 points, so I'm okay with that pick. I already talked about Zeke and my start with him or my sit with him and how that was a good call and everyone gave me shit. My, I don't remember who my sit was last week. I don't remember. Fuck, I forgot to look this up. Well, sorry, people, please let me know. I don't remember. Sarah, how'd your picks do? Uh, I kind of touched on it because I only picked Patriots and Dolphins. Yeah, I say Damien Harris, obviously. I don't know what his exact points were. I'm just assuming that fumble kind of screwed him over. Mm-hmm. And then my sit was Tua, so. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I feel like we did pretty all right. I would say it could have been worse. Could have been better. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, this week I have three starts and a sit. My start is Baker Mayfield against the Texans. I think the Texans are going to be exposed against a good offense. Last week was totally a fluke. I really do still think that they are one of the worst teams in football. Um, Baker and the offense will want revenge after last week, I think. And um, if they played well against the Chiefs, I think they will absolutely fucking destroy the Texans. Um, I mean, the Jaguars put up three fucking touchdowns on them after three TDs so or three interceptions. So I think, I think that's not a bad pick there. My Jaguars pick this week. You guys know that Thrive is partnered with the Jaguars, and I will be bringing you a Jaguars peak pick every single week for the entire season. So my Jaguars pick this week is James Robinson. Um, like I said earlier, Urban Meyer said that they have to utilize him more coming up this week. Um, they just didn't run the ball enough next week, and they need to learn from that mistake. He's very clearly their best option to rely on at that position. Denver's secondary is scary. So I think since Trevor Lawrence threw three picks last week, it's and, and that's not an overall concern for me. Like I said, um, I think that he's just going to be someone they are going to utilize this week in order to enhance their running game, which I think they're going to have to do, like I said, just because 
Trevor did throw three interceptions. I know, I, I don't think that that's an overall concern, but they, they do need to utilize the run game more. And, and Denver's secondary is just fucking scary, man. Mm-hmm. Um, my last start is Aaron Rodgers. I don't see Aaron Rodgers letting people continue to slander him. That's just not his personality. It never has been, never will be. After all, he's still fucking Aaron Rodgers, even if he doesn't give a shit at the moment about this team or the management or whatever is going on there, like people have been saying. Um, they're playing the Lions. They're playing the Lions. And are you going to bench someone you drafted that early who's playing against the fucking Lions? No, you're not. I think they're going to have a field day. Aaron Rodgers wants revenge. And I think that he is just going to go ham this weekend. And my, and if you're old and don't know what that means, please Google it. Uh, and my sit for the week is Young Hoku. Um, they are playing at the Bucks. The Falcons offense just makes me nervous, especially after I saw Matt Ryan fucking face down in the dirt last week. I think if they even want to think about staying in this game, they're going to have to go for touchdowns and not field goals. And even then, I just, I don't see that happening. So um, those are my start and sits for the week. Sarah, who you got, girl? So I know I said last week, I am a big homer. I actually didn't do any Patriots picks, nothing to do with the Patriots game, but my two picks are still related to me being biased. So my start is Jamar Chase for the Bengals. And that is because I follow the Bengals solely for Joe Burrow. Daddy. Uh, I love, I think that's my number one celebrity crush. So for that reason, I have on like Bleacher Report notifications for them and I do follow (laughs) along with them. (laughs) <laughs> that's the only reason I even know who, like who that is <laughs> yes, that's amazing so for Chase he did drop a pass last weekend against the Vikings and he led all receivers in yards with 101 yards I know there's a lot of worry from the media coming into the game because of drop issues he had a few weeks prior in the preseason but I think it's pretty obvious that uh Chase and Burrell have formed chemistry together from playing at LSU and it translated well over to this level of play and also they're playing the Bears. So, and for my sit, I'm doing Mike Evans, obviously because I watched the Bucks game. So I actually was paying attention. Uh, he had a pretty disappointing season opener last Thursday. He only logged six targets. I mean, it's just three receptions for 24 yards. I'm sure he's going to be fine. It's not anything to worry about. I just feel like he seemed pretty overshadowed by Antonio Brown and Gronk and Chris Godwin. So he's my sit. I have a couple comments. Once again, I'm just so happy that you are doing football things. Um, (laughs) Like I mentioned earlier, Sarah and I are going to be doing some sort of like live broadcast recording, whatever for Sunday for the um, NFL week two and for the PL championship game. I am going to sit Mike Evans this week in fantasy, just based off of this for you, Sarah, we can pick who to put in that slot for me together on our Instagram live that we are about to do. If you tune in, um, thank you. If you don't, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Go screw yourself. Um, yeah, exactly. But um, once again, you can use promo code SNS when you sign up today through Thrive Fantasy and you will receive 100% instant first deposit matchup up to $100. Um, and tweet us your picks to play along with us. And Sarah, I know you have not been watching the Red Sox and you said you weren't going to talk about baseball and I called you a liar. Was I right? and a half I'm not going to get as heated as I usually would just because I haven't let them control my life like I usually do so okay all right so I had a conversation with a friend earlier this week and I think that I have sort of 
figured, I mean, not that this is like groundbreaking news, but has I, there hasn't been another team that has gotten a worse hand than the Red Sox because of COVID. And I honestly, we've been saying for weeks now that vaccination is key. And I think that vaccination is absolutely key because look at, I mean, it just, there hasn't been another team who has had this many people out with COVID, right? Yeah, I would say the Yankees, I think, had six at one point, and it was big because Aaron Judge was one of them, but one, that was, I think, directly after the All-Star break. You know, you're not in the same wild card race, like, down to – the American League East is insane right now. That's an insane division. It's going to come right down to the very end. I still think Tampa has it, to, but it's – in particular now, you have the Blue Jays coming up. Like, the Red Sox are down in fourth place, but, yeah – I think right now, especially in terms of the context of the season with winding down stuff, the Red Sox by far have been hit the worst with COVID. And I think they've definitely had the most players like numerically. 14 was the final. 14 was the final. Oh, I thought it was 12. It could be 12 or 14. Cause I might, I know they had coaches too. Yeah. I don't remember. We'll have to, we'll have to look that up. I, it might, yeah. 12 or 14 around there, either way, unacceptable. Yeah. And especially at this point in the season, like how are you still under the fucking threshold? Um, do you think that the Red Sox will make the playoffs? Oh, if you asked me this like two days ago, I would have said yes. Cause that's the thing with the American League East. It's so tough. Like the Yankees were had that terrible losing streak there for a while. And I was like, okay, like if we had sole possession of the first wild card spot for a while, then the Blue Jays just, they're not losing anytime soon. I think we're going to see the Blue Jays in October. I'm a lot more scared of them than I am the Yankees. But also, if the Yankees are getting back on their feet, which it seems like they are, I don't know if we're going to make it to the postseason. Okay. All right. So um, they announced that Bobby Dahlbeck will still be playing against left-handed pitchers. I don't really I mean I understand why they are rotating people around the way that they are I just think that it's dumb to not have him playing in every single game right now with how he's playing yeah I think it's extremely especially now where every game matters every at bat matters I don't really give a fuck about who like like I don't want to be that person that's like oh baseball analytics like don't read like baseball analytics are very important you should definitely read into them but if someone's on a hot streak, fucking put them in when it matters, okay? Like, numbers aside, put them in, see what happens. No love lost. If it doesn't work out, sure. Take them out, whatever. But Bobby Dalbeck's one of the best, like, if not the best hitter right now on that team. He should be in every single game. There's no reason to me why he shouldn't be playing in every game. That's I how I see it. I don't know. I agree. And I, and I stand by what I said last week about him deserving to play DH over JD right now. If you really want to take him away from first base, like look, look at the game last night. I know that you probably, I know that you didn't watch the game, but I'm sure you read the box score and the stats and stuff. He fucking kept them in that game last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was the turning point in that game. Otherwise, absolutely. Cause uh, I honestly did put on the game right after something with the Hunter Renfro that dropped there. So mm-hmm. I was like, why is everyone yelling at him? And then I saw, I was yep. like, Ooh, and I yeah. turned it off. Right? <laughs> yeah. I had that in my show notes. I had Hunter Renfro's drop. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. And I, the thing is, cause he has like a cannon for an arm. It's, but he's had a lot of errors in the outfield. Like he could 
have all the assists or whatever, but I think he leads the league, honestly, in errors in that sense, which yeah, unfortunate, but. And that was a guaranteed out for them last night. And right now, every out always matters, but right now, especially for the Red Sox, every fucking out matters. Not to mention they're playing the Mariners who are also competing for the wild card spot where they like two spots behind right and two places behind right now, the Red Sox. Like this is a must win series. Last time was a must win game, which they ended up whatever things worked out for them. But stuff like that just can't be happening. The Red Sox defense this year is just atrocious. Like yeah. some of the worst I've ever seen. Like yeah. you clown on like the Orioles, whatever. I'm like, we have no room to talk, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. bad. They're, their defense is fucking terrible. And that's the thing is that, like, they're lucky that they have the offense and everything they do right now to keep them in games because otherwise they would be absolute dog shit. No, the fact that we're still in the wild card race, considering how bad, not just the defense, sometimes the base running, it just looks like a jv baseball team sometimes like it's cringy yeah it's 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 scary especially because i mean we've talked about heimbloom for weeks now and how the team that he's put together and how they just have not utilized the talent that they have properly i will say if this team does make it to october I don't think they're going to last very long this is not a team that's going to go far and that's no like it's just not their year. No one thought, again, we've said it so many times, no one thought it was going to be their year, but then they got off to such a hot start, you know, all the way up to the all-star break. You did get that false sense of hope that like they were in first place. Of course you thought they were going to go, but no, that is, this is not a winning team. They're yeah. not going to go make it very far. If they make it to the wild card, sick. But after that, I really don't have much hope for them. <laughs> Is this the most disappointing season you've experienced as a Red Sox fan? Even, I mean, even through the losing seasons and everything, it's like you have a team who's the number one team in baseball at one point and looks like they could absolutely win the World Series and then they get better. And then this happens. Is is this the most disappointing season as a fan that you've been through? I think 2011 still more disappointing for me just because I think they – that 2011 team, they had the expectations, whereas this team, I did not have the same expectations. Like, 2011 team had the talent, whatever. They just didn't give a fuck. I think this team cares. It's just not their year. Like, whatever. That team just did not care. And I, like, think about it often. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter compare this team to the 2011 team. I'm like, you must have not watched that season because it was miserable. That's not the same. See, I kind of disagree with you there. I don't think that this team gives a fuck. I really don't. I don't see them holding each other accountable like they should. Um, I think that if they did, they would meet the vaccination threshold. And I think that they'd be playing, with the talent they have, I think they'd be playing a lot better. I think that they'd be coaching each other. I think they'd be talking about holding each other accountable in press conferences and stuff. And I haven't seen a single ounce of that. See, I feel like if the COVID, like, you do make a good point with if they really did care then they would meet the vaccination threshold i think the COVID thing kind of threw off any like team chemistry they had going because half the time the team like half your team's not even there yeah (laughs) you form these bonds and then like one guy's gone for two weeks just in his hotel room you can't even contact him yeah that's a good point because even though in my opinion and i think in your opinion as well 
vaccines aren't political, but they've become political. Therefore, this team has yeah. kind of any chemistry that they've had has been very polarizing by it's been very polarized by the vaccine and politics involved with it. Just at this point where we are in like as a country and all of those sorts of things, I do see that that has kind of messed up the chemistry and any sort of anything that they had going. But I think that if if they did care about one another and they cared about this season and the talent they have, that they, they would have met that vaccination threshold. Yeah, I honestly never thought of it that way, but I think you're right, especially with the guys who are vaccinated and they like they did what they had to do, whatever. Like you can't just you can't just do it. <laughs> I get it's a personal thing, whatever. But just in this, we've said it so many times. In the sake of like a sports team, you can't just be like, fuck it. Let me just do this so we don't have to worry about it. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, so the Giants clinched this week. Um, we are going to the playoffs, which is awesome. It's a little bit of a breather for me. Giants fans, the team, um, I'm sure all of that sort of thing. Very excited. Um, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are sleeping on the Giants right now. You know, I turn on the TV, I turn on MLB Network, I turn on all of those sorts of things. And not just now after clinching, but the entirety of the season, there has been no talk of the Giants, nothing about their postseason, nothing about their postseason potential or anything like that. Everyone is still sleeping on this team. And I'm not just saying that as a Giants fan, I'm saying that as like a baseball fan, analyst, journalist, whatever. I, I still, everyone's like the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. And it's like, okay, but can you please respect the fact that this team is the first to clinch? Like what the fuck? Like put some, res- put some respect on their name. Like what the fuck is going on? I mean, and, and, and like you guys, I had no expectations this season, none. Yeah. And we're still here and we're still playing really well. And it doesn't seem like it's a streak. It seems like we are just getting hot at the right time and they're still being neglected by the media. No. So like funny enough, actually, obviously, you know, I am kind of a Brewers fan just as my NL team, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And they've obviously have been having a great season. And I follow a lot of Brewers Twitter and I actually saw a girl, she tweeted, she was like, oh, I think the Brewers are going to be the first to clinch their postseason spot. And someone responded like, nope, like the Giants can clinch it tonight. And everyone's like, oh shit, really? And I feel like Brewers fans are kind of the same as Giants fans where they feel very overlooked by the big baseball, like media, whatever. Just because, you know, Brewers, small market team, whatever. Whereas Giants are in the NL West where you get easily overlooked, like you said, by the Dodgers. Like I honestly wrote an article for Pitcher List at the start of the season. I did a division preview of the NL West. And I think I had Giants ranked third place, which not really a hot take. I think everyone else mostly did. I thought it was going to be a big Dodgers Padres Mm -hmm. fest, whatever. But yeah, I saw a girl, she was like, yeah. Oh, I honestly kind of forgot about the giants. Cause I don't know. You just, you don't hear much about them for a team that's been dominating the NLS for pretty much the whole season. There's not really been at any point where you're like, Oh, the Dodgers, there was, what was it? A few weeks ago, Dodgers took sole place of first place for like three days maybe not even yeah that it's just been the giants yeah and not this sunday but last sunday there was an opportunity for the dodgers to take the division and they didn't the giants won that game um and like i said last week the dodgers have a harder remaining schedule than the giants and they they have that ability to breathe for a minute you know what i mean um it's it's not i mean yes you obviously want to play the easiest opponent possible throughout the entirety of the postseason so while you can breathe, you can't breathe, but just the, the lack of respect for the entirety of the season, especially we're in fucking, we're halfway through September. 
We're halfway yeah. through fucking September and the Giants still aren't even in the conversation about the playoffs and we're in the fucking playoffs. I, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing to me. And it's not just as a Giants fan, like I said, it's, it's as someone who pays attention to baseball in general. It's just, it's really shocking for me to see. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about that. Do you, do you have anything else before we move on to our Boston Tea Party talk of the week? Yeah, other than that, I would just say, obviously I follow the Brewers. I've, to be honest, I've been paying more attention to the Brewers this year than I've been paying attention to the Red Sox just because they've been more fun and exciting to watch. But I think the earliest they can clinch is Saturday. I am a little annoyed because again, at the start of the season, everyone, I think it was right after the Nolan Arenado trade, when he came to the Cardinals, I was like, oh, that's a vision that it's going to the Cardinals. Like there's no way, like a lot of people had like, Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, and the Brewers have just ran with the divisions basically since April now, I think, but what should we call it? I'm very annoyed now that the Cardinals all of a sudden are part of the postseason discussion just because they pissed me off, and I was hoping we would not have to see them, but right now they have a wild card spot, and I just don't want to see them in the postseason just because they bug me, so that's just me being a biased Brewers fan. I hope the Cardinals slip and fall and don't make it to the postseason. <laughs> well, there you go. There you have it. So this week for our Boston Tea Party is brought to you by me. Um, I usually am not the type to talk about athletes in my DM or anything like that. I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's funny. But I have something to talk about this week. There has The only time I will talk about this is if you're annoying or creepy, and this is both. So a Celtics player slid into my DM recently, didn't follow me, doesn't follow me, and was like, hey, what's up? Like, yada, yada. And I messaged him back. I was like, what's good? You know, hey, like, like whatever. And he's like, are you single? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you like looking for a relationship or like whatever? And I was like, no, not looking for a relationship. And he was like, can I get your Snapchat? And I was like, great. I know what this means, but I didn't want to be that girl that was like, no, like blah, whatever. So I gave him my Snapchat and he added me and Snapchatted me and I responded and he snaps me back and like responds to a story that I posted. And he's like, yo, you want to fuck like all this kind of stuff, like saying all this like creepy, gross shit to me. And I left him on red and he Snapchatted me. 10 more times without me responding and I just like stopped and he like kept saying creepy shit to me and then he snapped me again he was like are we good and I just didn't respond to it no. and then he blocked me <laughs> stop okay this just reminded me I like said I was forget who I was talking to about this I was like do people not get like embarrassed when they like, like, I think I was talking about in terms of people drunk Snapchatting you because there's like certain boys that will drunk Snapchat me every time they drink and they'll send me like 10 Snapchats and I never respond. I open every single one. Then they'll Snapchat me the next one. So sorry. I was so drunk. I'm like, bro, I didn't read a single thing. Like, I don't give a fuck. Aren't you no. embarrassed? Like, don't you get embarrassed sending so many back and forth and getting nothing in response? I'd be horrified. Yeah, like if I send like, like two Snapchats in a row and someone has an issue, I'm like, oh my God, this is yeah. so embarrassing. No, like, I'm sorry, you picked the wrong fucking girl. I do not give a fuck that you play for the Celtics. I talk to athletes for a living and not to be the, that girl that's like, yeah, I talk to athletes for a living. Like, I'm just not impressed 
and you're ugly second of all like and you <laughs> just because I'm single and not looking for a relationship doesn't mean I want to fuck like I'm <laughs> sorry this pussy ain't charity boys get the fuck out of here <laughs> like bye <laughs> did you just spit <laughs> no got you like choked on your own spit for a second no I snorted a little bit <laughs> But like, it's not, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck who you are. You could be Jesus. I don't throw my cat around. Don't even think about it. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's our Boston Tea Party for the week. If you're an ugly Celtics player, please don't unblock me or message me ever again. <laughs> that's that. So on to some other, I literally have this um, next segment labeled some pop culture shit because that's like our next few things that we're going to talk about um (laughs) I posted on Instagram and Twitter a poll about Sierra's outfit at the Met and it's crazy to me the difference in my Twitter followers and my Instagram followers because I don't ever I hardly ever cross content over just because I I know like some people follow me on both and I don't want them to see the same things all the time but I posted this poll on both because I really was curious because I could, I was very, I could not decide if I loved this or I hated it. And I wound up loving it after I saw the fact that she was wearing his Super Bowl ring. I the, the like theme of the Met Gala this year was like Americana something or whatever. And football is obviously very American. Um, but my Twitter followers said they loved it. And my Instagram followers said they hated it. How did you feel? I think I originally voted in your poll and said that I didn't like it. But then once I saw like more of it, because to be honest, I think I saw yours first before I saw like actually like what it was. And I didn't know like she had the Super Bowl ring and stuff. I ended up liking it. But at first I was like, this looks like it looks kind of like tacky. But once like I thought more about the meaning of it, I was like, okay, no, like I actually like that. I thought it was good. I, I was a fan eventually. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of love it. And you know what? Like I the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, football, Americana, the Super Bowl ring, the football bag. I kind of love that. And that's probably like it, not that I would ever go to the Met or be invited or even be thought of, <laughs> but like if I did and I was married to an NFL player, like I want to be that obsessed with my husband and that my husband to be that obsessed with me. And like, that's just, it's, it's everything I've ever wanted. Like, I love that he is like raising futures kid as his own. And they have this beautiful family and this beautiful relationship. Like I just, I kind of love how obsessed with they, they are with each other. Like, it's just, it's, it's cool. I like it. And he retweeted her and said that she was like heaven sent or like an angel or something. And I was like, God damn it. Like, why can't someone even like think about caring about me like that? I was like, Kendra knows I'm a gigantic simp. So when I saw that tweet, I ate that shit up. I think that was the turning point. I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with them. This is my favorite couple ever. I love this. This is my favorite Matt look. (laughs) Mm, Like, sorry, boys and girls. I don't like Sierra, but can you still care for me? Thank you. They really fed into the simp in me. So I became a big fan. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big fan. Once I saw the Super Bowl ring and Peyton Manning's tweet about like, that's the Super Bowl ring I wanted or whatever. I was just like, I kind of love this. Um, Another big thing in pop culture this week. Did you see Conor McGregor and MGK? Yeah. What the Conor McGregor is so like can we just tell him to shut the fuck up I like he's so annoying I think he's so irritating people love him I think he's so irritating yeah 
I literally tweeted that on Sunday. I said, Conor McGregor is so fucking annoying. I don't care. Okay, so the story that came out, and I guess that this was from MGK's camp or whatever, was that Conor McGregor wanted a picture with MGK. First of all, I don't think that that happened. Like, I don't think that Conor McGregor saw MGK and was like, oh, let me get a picture. Just because I don't think that Conor McGregor is probably an MGK fan. So I don't really know what actually happened. But the fact that he threw a drink, not only at him, but all over the staff and the security and everything like that. I'm like, you're a grown ass fucking man. I don't care who you are. Don't fucking throw shit. Don't throw drinks. Like be a goddamn adult. I don't give a shit that you're Conor McGregor. Like what the fuck? No, I think Conor McGregor will just do anything for attention and I think for publicity. Otherwise, he's completely irrelevant and I yep. think he just needs to go away. Yeah. I don't, like you said, I don't think he actually wants a picture with MGK. I don't think he cares like that. So, no. I think like, he just needs to go away. We should stop inviting him places. <laughs> yeah, like I get that I get that he's great at like the clickbait or whatever, but it's like at the cost of people who are working an event and protecting you and other people at security. Like, just like, oh, why? Why do you do? I just, the entitlement. If I'm working the fucking VMAs, I'm already annoyed. Okay, immediately I'm annoyed. And then I get a drink thrown at me. I'd be like, I quit. <laughs> and then it comes to Conor McGregor. Nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, if that were anyone else, they would have been kicked out. And he absolutely should have been. I don't know if he was, I doubt it. But like, you should be escorted out. Yeah, no, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor hate account. That's what I. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So I hate to say that I was right. <laughs> but are you a Cardi B stan now? Listen. I was thinking about this on my way here. I'm like, you know what? That was a very, I hate that Nikki, I don't want to, I can't even figure out if she's fucking anti-vax. I don't know what world she's living in. I don't know what went down. But I thought about it. I was like, I'm obsessed with that tweet. Like That might be my favorite tweet of all time. To the point, I think I'm still a barb for that reason because I revisit that tweet so many times. I was like, this is pure comedy that only Nikki could come up with, but she's being so serious and I'm obsessed. I think it made me love her more. <laughs> it made me fucking hate her more. Like you're first of all preaching to people to not get vaccinated in a fucking global pandemic, first of all. Second of all, your reasoning is fucking absolute horseshit because your cousin's friend's balls. <laughs> Let me get the tweet up. I want to read it. <laughs> The one that was like, honey, that's an STD fucking sent me. Okay. <laughs> My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. <laughs> like come on how does that not make you hate her more that that is her reasoning first of all you don't even that's have balls tweet of all time that's the you don't even have balls <laughs> she's just concerned for her cousin's friend because now the wedding's off in trinidad <laughs> she's not getting vaccinated like if you have oh my god i just <laughs> The tweets that have come out of this have been fucking hilarious, but she's honestly, and in, in how she's like, I'm doing my own research about what your friend's cousin's balls. Well, I saw someone today, they like tweet, they're like, 
if I don't have to, what do you mean you're doing your own research? Like you're going in and like, look at academic articles. If my choice either, yeah, five seconds of a needle in my arm or having to go research, like I'm in school, fucking put it in me. Yep. <laughs> There's no way Nikki is doing actual thorough research, but I love the thought of her sitting like <laughs> at her computer, like researching, like she's in school. <laughs> oh my God. Like she's a scientist. <laughs> Just absolute insanity. Um, before I get any dumber with this conversation, let's move on to our <laughs> tweets of the week. Sarah, I have a ton. Do you have any? I actually, I don't know if I even have any. Oh, well, I have 8 million and some of them have to do with you. So we can talk about them. Um, ah. My first favorite message dm tweet thing of the week was to our sns accounts um and it was from thomas and he said good evening ladies how are you do you like older dads smiley face sarah what's your answer no okay well i do so hit me up thomas um (laughs) no i do not as long as you're not an ugly celtics player you're in um, my next favorite was you and I tweeting each other when you were fucked up on Saturday night. <laughs> so I went I, back and looked at the conversation. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I tweeted and I said, disappointed that SKG underscore is 18 is at the most basic bar in Boston, but like how fun. And you said, this what S Y can't never leave ever. I need here now. <laughs> And I said, is that English? And you said, mom, come pick me up. And then a day, and someone goes, are you good? And then like a day later, you were like, what the fuck just happened? See, I remember saying the mom, come pick me up. This is why this was not a part of the Boston Tea Party. I told Kendra about this. There's some parts of the story. I just does not need to be brought to light. (laughs) I was, I vividly remember saying that because I was like in the bathroom stall. I was like, I should not be here. I should not be in this situation. And I was like, if Kendra was here, she would be authoritative and be like, stop this. Stop this stupidity. What the fuck are you doing? But no, I was just off in my own little world. I had no supervision. <laughs> no one in my life to be like, Sarah, no. <laughs> Let's backtrack. No. <laughs> um so that obviously had to be in my tweets of the week it was fucking phenomenal you're not allowed to go out without me ever again ever (laughs) um my next favorite thing was a man on hinge and this makes sense but doesn't and it just made me like what the fuck he said kendra just be aware as reporters are known get caught in it for infinity do you have any contingency plan get the fuck out of here yeah what does that mean i don't know um also, I tweeted because I was like shampooing so hard before going into this game on Sunday. I was like, I'm going to get kicked out of this fucking game. And two people tweeted me. One person named, I don't even know, said, IDK, I hope not. We need you in the trenches, Kay. Firing off them double birds. So make sure to crack your knuckles and get in for a good warm up. It's on you. Just don't get kicked out. And then someone else goes, should we start the GoFundMe now? Also, get bailed out in time to watch the pets. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That just reminded me. I do have some tweets that I liked. I don't remember them word for word, but 
oh, it's a lot of Saturdays and Celtics listeners when they saw that I was at the Patriots game. They're like, oh, good, you made it there for your big first <laughs> I <laughs> saw that. It made me laugh out loud. So that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. Um, my least favorite tweet of the week was that Twitter denied my verification because I was hammered and they suggested that I apply for it and then denied me <laughs> fucking hoes. Um, someone, oh, I already talked about that tweet. Oh, a DM I got. Hey, Kendra, this is Zohan. I'm connecting you through Bumble. I'm not so big on social media, but I'm definitely real and pure. LOL. I thought it would give me a great time to have the pleasure of getting to know you and date you since you were on Bumble. I don't know if you would date some, (laughs) I don't know if someone would date someone like (laughs) me who has no followers on Instagram. Ah, ha, 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 ha. But I can tell you that I have more fans in real life as they consider me a copy of Jesus and a bunch of other people, LOL. But yeah, I thought, why not give it a shot to see if my messages reach your eyes and hear back from you? In very short, I'm originally from Afghanistan and would like to work for U.S. Rangers and SF back in Afghanistan as a linguist. That's how I ended up here in the States two years ago. Hit me up. Let's have a talk. I would love to hear from you. I think you should hit him up, to be honest. That dual citizenship in Afghanistan looking not too hot right now. Um, He might have no followers. However, I don't know. Sometimes with their less social media presence, I was having this conversation with a friend. (laughs) I was like, oh, you have over a thousand followers on Instagram or 2000, whatever. I was like, you're a whore automatically your whore i can have followers but you as a man (laughs) yep guys without social media instantly sexier (laughs) um next favorite tweets anthony the red sox fan dm'd me and said sarah is bussin sarah griffin is bussin and then today he tweeted me and said that olive garden is bussin so i agree with that (laughs) i love anthony the red sox fan he's the most bussin person alive the most positive bussin person there is Yep. He is the star of this show. I think he, he should is. be our cover photo, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so I did Photoshop him in between us in our oh, yeah, cover you art. Did, you did. Should I put that? I'm going to post that. I'm going to post that. I need to. Um, my next favorite thing was how my group chat said e shit, Sarah. <laughs> and I didn't know what game you're even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucking Burnley game. Um, I was like, who's Burnley? <laughs> I thought it was a person. <laughs> oh my God. And then my last favorite thing happened to me today. This guy commented on my Instagram and he was like, can you stop being a fan of other regions? Just move back down south. And I said, it's called this thing where I've lived other places. And then he commented on a bunch of my pictures and said, okay, sorry. I just feel like you want to, I just feel like you waiting for national TV offer and Gomna Livas, you just don't seem like low cat. And he said, you just don't look like Doc Namarer. And then he said, you're beautiful. And those are my tweets of the week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot. I yeah. think I blocked everyone who's ever been mean to me. I found this new discovery where anyone who likes to mean sweet about you, you can like do this thing and it blocks everyone that liked it. And I'm like, good riddance to all of you. Since I like hate club. <laughs> so well, since then I have known peace. And well, the worst, not even the worst, just a lot of people telling me, oh, Mac Jones, look at you out there. Good first game. <laughs> My friend Brianna actually tweeted at me because she was like, I honestly have never looked at Mac Jones' Instagram. And then I just looked like, holy shit, I did like a triple 
Okay, so I had an experience like that at the strip club this weekend. So I'm sitting there with Hold on, my laptop's all... on one, so I'm going to plug it in. Okay, I'm sitting at the strip club this weekend with like all of these people from Jag's Twitter. And there's this girl on stage and I loved her. I was like, she's fucking awesome. Like she's killing it. And someone from Jag's Twitter like taps me on the shoulder and he's like, doesn't she look like Trevor Lawrence? And the entire rest of her dances, all I could see was fucking Trevor Lawrence on a stripper pole. And I am scarred. Like absolutely fucking scarred. I will never, ever, ever see anything. Oh no. Sarah's computer just died. Wait, Sarah, come here. <laughs> um, wait, I guess I'm just gonna wrap up the show now. And Sarah's in here. <laughs> um, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, <laughs> that's my biggest closing remark. Also, <laughs> watch the PLL championship game on Sunday at New uh, NBC. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson's so pissed and Sarah's computer just died. He's barking. I'm so pissed too. Um, RIP to Norm McDonald. Thanks so much for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and keep on sipping, y'all. Superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl. You all plus no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to Q. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. But Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. But Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.